This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gents, to episode 135 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, where we sit here all night, every Sunday night, well, Monday morning for all of you out there, to talk about Taylor Swift, and, well, she's really cool, so we talk about her a lot. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm Sammy. How you guys doing, Sammy, Diane? Good, how are you? Good, how's your holiday weekend going? Lovely, but isn't it just a U.S. holiday? Yeah, but you're in the U.S., aren't you? That's true, but our audience <laughs> isn't necessarily. So no, but I'm everybody, you. <laughs> everyone listening in the U.S., happy Memorial Day weekend. Everybody outside the U.S., you got to go to school and work tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're all off here on Monday, which is nice. <laughs> so we're about to talk about one of my absolute favorite Taylor Swift songs this episode. That'll be in just a few minutes. But of course, we have a few things to chat about first. First off being a recap of last week's Billboard performance. I don't know how we're going to live up to last week's episode. That was so much fun. (laughs) That was the first episode of Taylor Talk ever where everybody on the panel was in one location. Yes. That was fun. Taylor Talk live. It wasn't live, though. No, but live. It was, in a way. I guess live isn't the right word. Okay, either either way, I don't don't want to draw out the billboard discussion too much. (laughs) It's just we got an email from Thomas who pointed out something that I I definitely wanted to reiterate because we were talking a lot about the awards. Should Taylor have gotten this? Shouldn't she have? And and just want to point out, as Thomas said in his email, that Taylor wasn't actually, in fact, snubbed on any of those awards she didn't win. The Billboard Awards are one of those uh, rare award shows where it's not based on any sort of vote or any sort of opinion. It's strictly the Billboard charts that determine the winners. Very true. But wasn't but she that, nominated for a top social artist? So yeah, I knew does, someone was going to ask that. I knew someone was going to ask that. That's not even a Billboard category. Then. Billboard does actually have a social top 50. And Bieber, who won the award, actually spent eight weeks on top of that award where Taylor spent like one or two weeks on How the top. How is that so, determined? Yeah, do we know what determines that? They said it is, oh, it, it, it's a, like a culmination of several different factors. Oh. Like the addition of fans, followers, friends, among several other things. But I mean, okay. it is based but, on, yeah, yeah, the action they get on social media. So, all right, well, that's fine, and we can sit here and say that that's was deserved of Bieber, and I don't think any of us argued that. But then that goes back to her not being nominated for top touring artist. I mean, she was on the top Billboard touring artist list the entire year, like. I don't understand that, Ben. All right, that one I have no explanation for. But the, <laughs> the, the awards that Taylor was nominated for uh, fairly went to the winners. That's oh, that's all I want to point out because, I, I mean, I figure if Thomas emailed us and um, suggested that we clarify that, that might mean that some other listeners were confused by our opinions as well. So I don't want that. No, of course not. Anyway, moving on with the episode. Diane, if you could give us the news, that would be wonderful. I can. All right, this week, Taylor Swift surprised a group of fourth graders who visited the Taylor Swift Education Center in Nashville for a lesson in songwriting. She encouraged the students with their writing and played an acoustic performance of We Are Never Getting Back Together. We'll post the video of Taylor's performance in our in our episode guide at taylortalk.org slash episode 135. You want to know my favorite part of that song? 
What? Wee! <laughs> that part. <laughs> did you guys watch the video though? I because did. she's so cute. She was like, "Whose guitar am I stealing? Can I borrow this?" I know. It was such a cute video and it was it so did. nice of her to come see these fourth graders. I'm sure they were so surprised. Yeah. Taylor never surprised my fourth grade class. Well, mm. you don't live in the Nashville area. I think and it's probably because when I was in fourth in grade. third grade when you were in yeah. fourth grade. <laughs> Shut up, Sammy. It, it, it would have been a different experience. You would have been like, why is this eight-year-old girl here? <laughs> All right. Um, and then also a promotional poster for The Giver featuring Taylor Swift has been released. The poster is in black and white, save for one color strip near the middle of the poster. What do you all think of this? I think it's a cool poster, but not knowing the story, I don't understand the whole black and white with the color stripe thing. It's, I don't know, it's kind of hard because I haven't read the book in so long. But from what I understand and what I've read about it is that people are kind of annoyed about this black and white and color thing because the whole thing is supposed to be in black and white or something. I don't really understand. Um, you have to read the, it. But. The first part of the movie is, I believe, supposed to be in, you know... Black and white. Um, yeah, black and white. Yeah. Um, but that's but that's because these people in in this world live in a place where there's no color and things are very um controlled. Mm -hmm. So that's why the movie starts out that way, and then it will get in color for a reason. You'll find out when you watch it. I really need to read no spoilers. this. Book. We should. We oh. Right. Taylor Talk cool. Book Club. Oh my God! What I was I was that? just gonna say we should have a whole discussion on this book like shortly before the movie comes out. That would be cool. That would be really fun. And like Adam, comparing it boss, to the movie, we should think? totally do that. I ain't reading this book. It's okay, not well, that long. You're not like, be it's on that episode. for like fifth graders. <laughs> like it's not that long. It's too challenging a read for me. I read it in seventh grade. It wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm kidding. I just don't want to read it. That's what I'm getting at there. All right. All right, so then you can Whatever. just moderate everything, Adam. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I do anyway. <laughs> so thank you for that news, Diane. Sammy, you have got our Red Tour updates from T-Swift on Tour and the calendar. Uh, the, the Red Tour returns again this week. Yay! Whoa! Does that mean next week's episode you're going to have like a legit update for us? Like it not a calendar does. update? It but will like be our first Red Tour update of the Asian leg of the Red Tour. Um, so on Friday, May 30th, or Thursday, May 30th, depending on where you are in the world, um, Taylor's first Red Show of the Asian leg of the Red Tour will be in Shanghai, China. And on Saturday, June 1st, the Red Tour is in Tokyo, Japan. Wait, Sammy? Yeah. If it's Friday, May 30th, wouldn't it be Thursday, May 29th? Shh. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be really, really early Friday, May 20th. Actually, that's probably what it'll be because it'll be like 8 a.m. Yeah. Sammy I... needs to go back to that fourth grade class. Well, <laughs> you know what? In her defense, it is confusing with all of the different Sorry. Sorry. Um, Time But zones. yeah, we will be doing a weekly Red Tour wrap-up just like we did all through Europe and North America. And you can also follow our up-to-the-minute updates on uh, T Swift on tour, we found an updater from China, which was a really scary big eye big thing, but we found one. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have up to the minute updates, photos, videos, everything like we were having. So yay! 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Anything else on the calendar? Uh, General yeah. Calendar? The 2014 CMT Music Awards are on June 4th at 8, 7 Central on CMT. Um, Taylor is nominated for Video of the Year for Red, Female Video of the Year for Red, Featured Collaborative Video of the Year for Highway Don't Care, and Highway Don't Care is also nominated for Video of the Year. I think that's all of them. That's it? Are you sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> you know what occurred to me? Is that um, I, on the next tour, we're going to have to find a new name. It won't be Red Tour Wrap-Up anymore. we got to no. find a new... Uh... It'll be Album 5 Wrap-Up. No, it's like another R sounding word. Well, no, Red because what if the next album doesn't start with an R? You can't use wrap up anymore. Um. Well, we'll we'll think of something. Well, yeah, like the Speak Now summary. Could, oh, could Speak Now summary one? was good. Yeah, but Speak Now was like a couple years ago. I know. So. I'm just giving an example of. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, thank you, thank you for your example, Diane. We'll think of some kind of alliteration for you, Adam. Don't worry. Yeah. Perfect. All right, carrying on to our big main discussion of the episode. We are here to discuss with everybody the story of Us, Yay! one of my absolute favorite Taylor Swift songs. I think it's so much fun. I think it's upbeat. It's awesome. The lyrics are cool. It's just it's just a cool song. Everything about it's it is It's one of those cool. songs. I was telling this to Diane before. It's one of those songs that... You know, it's one of my all-time favorite Taylor songs, performance-wise, video-wise, recording-wise. But it's also one of those songs that I don't listen to often anymore. But when I do, I'm then reminded about how much I love this song. Right. Which is why I want to thank Olivia for texting us and being like, hey, you guys should talk about the story of us. Thanks, Olivia. Yeah. So let's let's dive into it then. What is the song about? Well, according to Taylor, she said that the song is about running into an ex and how just awkward and terrible that feeling is when you see your ex for the first time and you're like, oh, this is really awkward. We're trying to act like we don't care and we're all fine. But, you know, it's just an odd experience, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it's just about that whole awkward experience of running into an ex. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. I, I find it very interesting that um, what the average population would say awkward to Taylor writes a whole song about. Yeah. She can yeah, take one much. word and make it a whole song. You know what's also cool about this song is you you guys were saying how, I guess, fun this song is to hear. It's it's about something that's very awkward that's not fun to experience. So it's kind of cool how she turned something that's not so fun into a fun song. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like how Taylor came up with it in the first place. Like you said, Diane, it was uh, from the 2010 CMT Music Awards where she was seated a couple seats away from – should I spoil who it's about? Because, I mean, it's – Well, we're going to tell them anyway. Pretty yeah, well I, mean, confirmed, it's all, I don't no. think it's rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was sitting a few seats away from John Mayer, and and it was just that whole awkward situation. What, what was cool about the song was then Taylor went home to talk to her mom about it and how awkward it felt. And she was talking to her mom, talking to her mom, and, and then says, I felt like I was standing alone in a crowded room, and then took off to her room to start writing it. I think it's also important to point out that as this was at the 2010 CMT Music Awards, Speak Now came out in October of 2010. This was the last song that she wrote on the album for the album. Um, so 
I don't know. I mean, for me, that kind of puts the whole album into perspective about how this was like the last song that she wrote and she kind of like all the other emotions kind of filtered into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's just for me as a visual person, it's interesting to like compare different songs and how she's like kind of went through, you know, all this like the stages of grief in terms of different relationships she had, whether it was with, you know, um, John Mayer or Joe Jonas. Like you can definitely feel all the different emotions that she felt basically boiling up to the story of us. Yeah, that is cool. That well, is it cool is cool, Sammy, and, and I think that's a lot of why it has to end with the end. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a definitive end, and you're right, it was the last song written for this album, which was pretty cool. And she even said in, in an interview about how when she was done writing it, it just felt like, okay, the album's done now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think so, it's also interesting about the placement on the album in that, like, you know, with her saying the end, it kind of sounds like it should be the last song on the album, but, I mean, obviously, Long Live, Long Live is the last song on the album. But I would, I, I kind of find it interesting that it's kind of earlier on. And even that in the set list that I speak now, it's like one of the first three songs on the set list. So, like, it's interesting how it wrapped up everything in a tiny little bow. But when you're performing it visually, it didn't make sense for it to be last. What number is it on the Speak Now CD? Do you know that off the top of your head? Give me two seconds and I can look it up. Okay. Because I believe on the set list of the Speak it was Now tour, it was three. Three, yeah. It was right, like... Because she did Sparks Fly, Mine, and then Story of Us. Yeah. How do you remember she, these things? And then she went I off I have a stage. great memory for this stuff. Um, I don't even remember, like, the red set list. I could tell it's, you the whole red set seven. list. It's seven. Half, it's halfway through. Seven? Okay. Yep. On, on a side note there, seven is my lucky number, so... It makes sense why this is your favorite song. <laughs> yes. Taylor did it just for you. She did. She did. Taylor, <laughs> this is something you guys don't know about me, is that Taylor, she called me up in the middle of the night and is like, hey, I, I wrote this song, and I was like, I really like that song. And she's like, what's your favorite number? And I was like, seven. So she's like, I'm making it track seven. Okay, stop, oh because God. someone now might people are going to be so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen. Adam doesn't know Taylor Did not Swift. happen, no. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that 100% did not actually happen, except in that one dream that I had that one time. Mm. Um, I Yeah, I, I just, I have to squash the rumor before it starts, because we all know how easily rumors can start in this community about, like, like the one, I mean, did you guys know that Taylor has webbed feet? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> See, Diane even believed that one. That one's also not true. I'm, Don't I, we I all have slightly webbed feet? Diane still believed. It. Don't we all have slightly webbed feet though, to help us swim better? Diane, we're not ducks. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, to anybody who has webbed feet, we love you all. Adam. Although everybody's a duck, because ducks fly together. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's from oh the Mighty God. Ducks. Okay, let's get back to the story of us. I, as much as I love our side conversations, there's a place for them and a time. It's not anymore. Nope. And it's it, it usually ends about that time Sammy and I realize how young Diane is and doesn't understand our references. Yeah. <laughs> Except I didn't really understand that one either because I've never seen The Mighty Ducks. Oh, my gosh. You both stink. 
I okay. was not a sports person. Okay, sports okay, you don't have to be a sports person. Everybody's seen the Mighty Ducks, but the story <laughs> of us. So the critical reception, it's got some mixed reviews, which I don't understand at all. This um, Jonathan Keefe of Slant Magazine claims that the song describes a young woman who is at turns sharp and snide, but who is nonetheless defined by relationships. I like that quote, actually. And I don't. Okay. I don't you either. Go first, though. We can talk about this because I am not saying that Taylor Swift is defined by um, the um, relationships that she has with men, but there is one line in the song that questions that a little bit. Where is that? It's in, okay, it's in the first verse. She says, I used to know my place was a spot next to you. So no, 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 no. Wanted, you're, no. But you're that's taking, what he's referring to. No. That's the line he's referring to. That, that may be the line know. he's referring to, but that's bull dookie. Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, that's not what Taylor is saying. That, like, so. oh, I'm a woman, so I belong on your arm. That no. is not, no, that is not what she is saying. Diane, do not interrupt me right now. That is not what she's saying. She's simply saying that they belong together. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I, I that's do, a good way to interpret that. But I do agree with the snide, with the snide and sharp, but I don't agree with it in terms of it being a bad thing. I, you know, she's kind of, like we said before, she was, like, dealing with all these different emotions. And, you know, seeing an ex in a, like, in any situation, whether it's at an award show or at the mall, you know, like any situation like that is really, really awkward situation. And I think that this song is explaining those emotions and what your brain processes in that moment perfectly. And a lot of times what you're thinking is snide and snarky. And I, I think that th I don't think this song could have explained it in any better than it does. No, I think you're right. And I think maybe to take this guy's quote to maybe a um i don't know make it sound nicer than it actually is is in this moment for taylor she was letting that past with that ex like rule that moment like that is what she was thinking about so in a way i i i suppose you could say that that moment was defined by the um relationship that she had with that person because that was all she was thinking about was how strange and weird this time was. But that's an unfair assessment. She was yeah. at an emotional height. Like it was a recent breakup no, and she was in bad, that she was in that just... awkward moment. I think that quote again, I I, I recoined my term bulldookie. <laughs> 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 I couldn't say it straight face that time. But like to claim that this song is defining Taylor by her relationships, like this is exactly what those Taylor haters like claim. They like read stuff like this and they're like, they're like, I hate Taylor. She yeah. just sings about relationships. And this song isn't even about a relationship, about really. It was one. based on a, on what the result of a relationship, but this song is about that awkward feeling between her and an ex. And, and it's everybody a feeling that anybody could have. Right. Like, that's what I was just going to say. Like, I bet the guy who said this has felt this exact same way at least maybe once or twice in his shoot, life. Shoot, I bet John Mayer felt that way. Yeah, in this I'm situation. sure. Like, but I, I think the problem that Taylor has when 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 she writes songs is, is she writes songs about one time in her life and and, and sends that out. And people, and people think, think it applies to her entire to life. Exactly, yeah. when it just meant that one specific moment. Which which is bizarre, because 
again, something that makes Taylor songs relatable and everything is the fact that it's applicable across a variety of situations. And this is about an awkward moment. It's not about a relationship. She no. simply uses a relationship as the tool to define the awkward emotions. But yeah, like it doesn't I mean, necessarily apply. Like it, it's not like, oh, I have to see an ex at an award show and sit a few seats away from them. And that's what this song is about. No, no I mean, absolutely it could even not. be about, you know, seeing an ex friend in an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like there are certain lines where it's, you know, very obvious that it is about a relationship or, a you know, a, you know, a romantic relationship, but anybody could turn this into, you know, a friendship that's ended, uh, you know, a whatever it is. Like, that's the part that annoys me about that quote is that, you know, I, I mean, yeah, maybe she was defined by this relationship, but when you put your whole heart into something, whether it's a romantic relationship or it's a job or it's mm-hmm. a whatever it is, like, you're going to be defined by that. Like, that's a part of your life that you're not going to get back, that you probably don't even want back, even if it was, like, a really, really bad situation. And um, so I think it's really dumb <laughs> that he was, like, he was, you know, making it seem like a bad thing. Like... Yeah. No, you're right. So, Sammy, why don't you counter it then and pull out some of your favorite lyrics that maybe support your thoughts about this being an awesome song? Well, first, before I do that, I'm going to pull out the line that's sticking out like a Thor sum. A sore thumb? A sore thumb. A Thor sum? A Thor sum. Shut up. A Thor sum. You know. I used to think one day we tell the story about of us how we met and the sparks flew instantly. People would say they're the lucky ones. Oh my gosh! So she's got <laughs> like sparks fly in the second line, and then the lucky. One. I just I just find it interesting that she that she calls it the lucky ones because it is a theory that I have read. I've read several theories on the lucky one because the lucky one it's a very interesting song. Mm-hmm. Um, some people seem to think the lucky one is about John Mayer. And so I think that it's really interesting that she threw in the lucky one and then she has a lucky one song. Um, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. I think a lot of the things people point out are reading a little too deep. I, I think it's coincidence because Taylor uses a lot of the same visual elements, a lot of the same lyrics, things of that sort, descriptions. Yeah, but Taylor also isn't one for coincidence. But... Uh, yeah. She's yeah, kind of like Jethro Gibbs on. It, it, no, it's coincidences are just that though. They're coincidence. They're accidental. They're not deliberate. Um, you know, and and I mean, look for example, how many times has Taylor used rain as a visual element? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, yeah. but what it, like well, so what I'm saying though specifically, Sammy though with sparks flew, I mean that's oh, I just thinking about sparks fly. That's an older song. I was talking about the lucky one. Okay, the lucky one, going back to the lucky one. I it's I don't know because the lucky one, the song is about something totally different. It's about somebody who became a celebrity and everyone thought they were the luckiest thing and until they realized that's not a good lifestyle cuz they got paparazzi in their face. Well, that kind of did happen to John Mayer and then he disappeared for a while. Mm. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this though? It is fairly possible. I'm not I saying I do, it's- but I I I see where you're going, but I think that listen, one's a long if you, stretch. If you listen to the lucky one and think about John Mayer in that context, you will probably surprise yourself with what you come out. Just just the thought. But anyways, that's what I was talking about. Um, my favorite line in the whole song um, 
is I tell you I miss you, but I don't know how. I've never heard silence quite this loud. Yeah. Um, and I think that that does go back to what I was talking about in terms of that line, that concept of, you know, having this awkward moment where you see this person that, you know, you had some kind of relationship with and you're both looking at each other and you don't know if you should say something. You don't know if you should be angry. You don't know if you should, you know, wave or whatever you should do. Like the silence can be deafening in those two seconds, even if it's only a second that you, you know, look at each other and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? That second um, where your heart skips a beat. Exact, exactly. Um, especially if it's a situation where you haven't seen that person in a really, really long time. Um, and, you know, this goes back to what I was saying before is that that line the concept of that line can be about absolutely anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be about a romantic relationship because I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a situation where I've stopped being friends with somebody and then I've seen that person and I've had that moment where, you know, I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and you don't know if you should wave, if you should say hi, if you should, Well, Sammy. You know what I'm saying, though? Sammy, fortunately, our generation has it far easier than our parents did because when we are in that situation, you do something very simple. You look at your phone. Pull out your cell phone. <laughs> start texting. It's still awkward. Or, or and there's still like that, see them. That, that, that deafening silence of, you know, all of these emotions coming back. And, like, you know, you think you're over somebody. You think you're, um, you know, you're not mad at them anymore. You don't hold a grudge anymore. And then all of a sudden you're in you know, within two feet of each other and all of the anger and all of the upsetness that you felt in that relationship comes flooding back and you don't know what to do with it. Sammy, I'm telling you, just text. It all goes away. <laughs> 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 yeah, Diane, what that, it, that makes it all go away, Adam. It does. Di- Diane, do you have any ideas, any, th- any different lyrics? Because I, I really like Sammy's lyric. I like her lyric too. I mean, something really small. I like the beginning of the um, second verse when she says... Um, um, see me nervously pulling at my clothes and trying to look busy. That's I'm, her texting. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm I I am guilty of doing that all the time. Like I Damn. always will like pull up my clothes or look at my nails because when I feel awkward, I want to do something that makes me look like oh I'm occupied. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I also really like um this is looking like a contest of who can act like they care less. Sam, yeah. you stole mine. I'm well, sorry, Adam. Adam go ahead. It wasn't even my turn. Nope, you keep going and I'll just ask No, no, no. Go ahead, Adam. No, because now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, please don't fight. Um no, I just Sammy, really... is it killing you like it's killing me? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, I just, I really like that concept of, you know, seeing two people in a situation where they're both thinking the exact same thing and neither of them want to be the person that says something first. And so they're, you know, they're both acting like they care, they care less that the other person's there. Like, it's just a really interesting visual. It is. That's, that's what I was getting at as well is it's just really cool because it's, well, what what I really like about it is she says, you know, it's looking like a contest who can act like they care less. Because if love is, in fact, a ruthless game, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Then there has to be winners and losers. It, it, it's also a contest. Yeah. And then but then that also goes into later about the battles in your hands now. But I would lay my armor down if you would say you would rather love them fight. That goes back into the contest, into the ruthless game. Yes. 
Actually, it's funny you brought that up next because something I kind of like about that, that that's not necessarily about the story of the song, but just the visual with the armor yeah. and things is it, it's almost like a hint of like old Taylor with like fairy tales and dragons. And well, yes. This, yeah. But this whole song is kind of like that because it's, you know, a story of their relationship and she wants it to have, you know, a nice ending and. It doesn't. And I think that that, like, going into what we're going to talk about next in a second, like, going into the concept of the video, like, it's really interesting how, like, you kind of think that, you know, especially from the bridge, that it might end up, you know, where they say hi to each other or maybe they can rekindle things. And then at the very end of the video, they just, she just rolls his, they roll their eyes at each other and walk away. Like, there's nothing else you can do. Like, you are hopeful that, you know, maybe you know, you guys will rekindle everything or you guys will be best friends again or whatever the situation is. But at the end of the day, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Sammy, since you brought us into the music video already, mm-hmm. let, let's go into the music video, which I, I thought, music like, video. like as we discussed, and I think, Sammy, you even said it earlier about how every aspect of this song, from the lyrics to the music to the video to the live performance, just everything about it is awesome. And this yeah. mu- music video, likewise, is awesome. It was directed yeah. by Noble Jones, who this is the only one that uh, Noble Jones did for her, which is kind of a shame, but it also gives it a different feel and different Definitely. vibe than every other video. Definitely. Um, and it was also it was filmed at Vanderbilt University Library, and it was also filmed during the tornadoes that um, – you know, cause Taylor decide to do speak now, help now. Um, so it's, you know, do you know, whatever. what's funny about that, Sammy is they actually had a, to halt filming on this video and they yep. had to all go into uh, a room with no yep. windows. Yep. It must've been themselves. so scary. Yeah. Especially cause I remember Taylor talking about how her, you know, her band and her dancers, like some of her, their family were, you know, in the path of the tornadoes, and so their family was trying to get a hold of each other and whatnot. Oh, wow. Yeah, but everyone was okay, I'm pretty sure. Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, Speaking yeah. of the agency, they were in this video after they were, and so a little little sabbatical, I believe. Oh, shoot, what videos were before this? There A lot of them. Which one well, besides that, but there were <laughs> a couple videos that they weren't was, in. Mine was before. They weren't in mine. Um, what was another single on? They weren't in um, Teardrops on My Guitar. Were they, they weren't in Teardrops. They weren't in... Oh, they okay, weren't okay, we got it. Were a picture to burn. They weren't in Love Story. Okay, they thank you, in- Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> the agency is back in Yay! the Story of Us music video. Um, and she also had um, the dancers, a lot of the dancers in this video also. Oh, cool. If you look, you can see Cherry uh, Charity's fire red hair. If you um, also look, you can see Liz Hewitt making a kissy face. Nope. That doesn't... Yep take it's not hard <laughs> that doesn't take a lot of hunting yeah. though <laughs> well okay can we talk about that scene because i'm confused <laughs> um was that i mean i got the vibe that what happened was this guy cheated on her with the liz hewitt character and See, i was just watching that she video saw that I, and that's I why she was freaking the same out guy or not you don't know if it's the same guy i don't know because it looks like it but then part of me like kind of feels like that's just you know, that could him, just and be it's another. Like, that could just be another couple there to make it awkward that, or more. That's awkward. what I kind of think it is because, like, if you think if you go back to the idea of the song, like, there's also you know in that moment, like, when you see somebody that you like had a romantic relationship with and now you don't, 
um, you know, part of your brain is like, oh, I hate this guy. Why? Like, why is he here? I'm so mad at him. And the part of your brain is also like, oh, my God, I miss him so much. I just want to suck his face. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like that, you know, juxtaposition between, you know, absolutely hating this guy and wanting to, like, hide under a table or behind a book, as Taylor does, and make out with him at the same time gross because you know if you watch it taylor doesn't find them the professor does he just played yeah. by Dan. The professor. <laughs> uh, <or> Dan. <laughs> um you know so it's not i don't know that she was trying to portray that she was cheated on just that you know there's kind of mixed emotions in that kind of situation well that's one of the cool things about the well-shot music videos of her is it leaves a lot open for interpretation it's not necessarily obvious yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this silence is killing me. You never heard the silence quite that loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's why we did it. So Adam, time. Adam and I were talking about something interesting about this music video we before we recorded. Shall we talk about this, Adam? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, does Taylor use naughty language or is she simply waiting, like calling to the waiter that she wants to order some shiitake mushrooms? Okay, so for all of you who don't know what we're talking about, the moment in the video when Taylor first sees her ex and she, like, ducks behind a book, it looks like she's going shh and, you know, swearing. Um, You know, a lot of people said that she said shh. A lot of people said that she said jeez. A lot of people said that she said another word that I can't say. um, I think she was simply ordering some shiitake mushrooms for lunch. From the school cafeteria (laughs) that happens to take orders in the library? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think that this is a big deal. Taylor is a grown-up. And it is a very realistic interpretation of that moment when you see an ex. You know, sometimes you say things that come out of your mouth. So, but, I mean, like, okay, if if she swore, if she didn't swear, if she said geez, whatever, it's still the same sort of feeling, like, you're like, oh, crap. Same emotion. Yeah, it means the same thing no matter what she said. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like an oh, crap kind of situation. Mm -hmm. She just said a different word. Well, let's take a vote on it then. Sammy, what did, what did she say? (laughs) I think she said that the, the S word. Shiitake mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, shiitake mushrooms. Diane? I second Sammy's notion. Okay, I would say it's unanimous, but I really think she said shiitake mushrooms. So. <laughs> okay. And please tell us if you disagree and why you disagree. We're not going to, you know, yell at you. Like, We're not going to be like, oh my gosh, how dare you disagree with us? <laughs> that is not allowed on here. Especially oh. with Sammy. If you disagree with Sammy, she will eat you alive. That's not true. Look, did you hear her? Did you hear what a, like, what a sweetheart she sounded like in just that moment? Oh, don't let her fool you. I love Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, I'm just messing with you. I think I lost her. I made her run away. No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I was going to say again, I've never heard silence quite this loud. No, no, I'm good. (laughs) So Taylor's performed it a couple times. It was one of the regular performances on the set list of the Speak Now tour. And then she also did a special can't speak (laughs) a special song on the Red Tour. So let's do Red Tour first, just because it was a a one time thing. It was on the B stage. I don't think there was anything exceptional about it. She just played it acoustic. I mean, it. It always sounds good 
when she plays a song. Yeah, I I really like the acoustic. Like I was in the pit for this, and of um, course you were. When she start when she started playing it, I was like, (laughs) and then she finished it, and she got to like you know the the you know main like I'm gonna get to it in a second where she's like, um, story of us looks a lot you know. Like charging now, 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 um, and it was freaking awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Now, um, now, it... now. <laughs> was it? Was yeah, it kind of like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like that, actually. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, speak now tour. It was actually part of the set list, like I mentioned, and I think it was one of the cooler performances again. It wasn't over-the-top extravagant, but there were a lot of dancers similarly dressed to those in the music video, kind of that preppy look. And something I didn't mention with the music video, but it applies to both the music video and the Speak Now performance, is there's something about the color scheme I really like. Wait, about what? The music video? The music video and the Speak Now performance, just the color scheme, the costumes they're wearing and things of that sort. Yeah, it is very visually pleasing i suppose it, it, it's visually pleasing i like that description <laughs> visually pleasing it is i just really like it plus she was wearing that really cool gold dress with i the... love that dress yeah awesome dress. <laughs> um and then the the dancers were all wearing basically like the school uniforms that they were wearing in the um the video I yeah, mean, exactly. they were a little bit they were a little bit visually different but they were pretty similar Pretty similar, but it was also, it was a big dance number, which made it pretty neat as well. What? Um, and Sammy, it, was, it was a dance number, like the dancers. They yeah, it was a huge dance number. Yeah. I believe she also used the song to kind of, like, okay, I think she had, like, her big speech before the song, right? Yeah, she did. Okay, so the um, song she was had kind of like it was start. like her speak now monologue, you know, like mm-hmm. the, they had the red monologue. It was the speak now monologue, and then you know my favorite part of the whole tour was when she goes, "Are you ready?" And she goes, "Go, go!" Oh my god! Like you need to tweet people that I went to this tour with because I lost my mind when she did that every time. Oh, you're so <laughs> every time. I Sammy's such a cute little fangirl. Aren't we all though? Uh, no. You're a fanboy though. That's the only difference. Yeah, but that's not a fangirl. Okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we get... had a great story of us discussion here. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it. As always, if you have anything you'd like to contribute, you can, of course, send it in. Now, to wrap it up, as we always do with song analyses, we got to rank it on a scale of 1 to 13, starting with Diane, because she's been least talkative this episode. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, I, let's pick a number. Um, I give it an 11. Why? Um, It's awesome, but... For some reason, it's just not a song that I listen to very often. And you know, I'm it deserves higher sure than eleven, why... right? Right, which is why you and Sammy. I will disagree with give your it opinion. A Thirteen and raise up the average. Okay, Sammy. Um, <laughs> um I would give it a twelve. A twelve? Because... Are you kidding? No, because here I have I have a reason, and it's kind of what I said before. Because it's not one of the songs that I listen to very often. 
it was a single, but it's not one that my radio stations play very often, whether it's a country song, a country station, or a pop station. Neither of my stations play it that often. They didn't play it then, and they don't play it now. Um, so for that reason, I don't listen to it very often. However, when I do listen to it, when it comes on but my iPod But the frequency with listen, which you listen should not affect it. I know, but it does, though, because I don't listen to it that often. So therefore, you know, I can't say that it's a 13 because it's not one that I generally reach for. But when I do listen to it, I lose my mind. And I do, you know, the dancing and the popping and the jumping and the screeching <laughs> and the everything. <laughs> Sammy is a poppin' locker. Yeah. Poppin' lock. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would give it a 12 only for that reason. Okay, so Diane gives it an 11. Sammy gives it a 12. This is what I'm going to do. I'm basically going to virtually, like, hurt you both. Um, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to give it a 16. You did math for that, didn't you? <laughs> you did math so you could bring the average to 13 huh yes so oh now the average of all three of us is up to 13 because i gave it a 16 11 12 and a 16 that way her average comes to 13 this is how you know this is adam's favorite song <laughs> yes i had to pull the average up because i was really disappointed with diane and, and, and sammy's assessment of the song because i thought it was not only a great song but a great video and a great discussion everything about it is great therefore it deserves that 13 yep. okay sounds good all right so hope you guys enjoyed it moving on to our mini segment here you know your swifty when slash if swifties ruled the world these are all submitted by you guys out there and sammy's gonna read us our first one um, you know you're Swifty when you're at Starbucks and they play a Taylor Swift song and you get so surprised and excited that you drop your coffee all over yourself. Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> That's from Joe via email. Well, you know, as long as it's not I McDonald's don't... coffee, or if it was McDonald's coffee, you never know, you might win $5 million out of it. I hope it was like a Frappuccino or something that doesn't burn. Truth I mean, be told, yeah, I emailed Joe. I don't, get, I don't I... get surprised from Starbucks plays Taylor because they sell Taylor CDs when her album comes out, so why would you be surprised by that? I emailed Joe back. It was an ice. <laughs> it was an iced coffee. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. We're in the clear. <laughs> He's safe, everybody. For everybody that was concerned, right there, he is safe. <laughs> All right. Next one. Kelly sent us a text message and said, "You know you're Swifty when you play Taylor's music cards at Target and dance like no one's watching. Currently doing that. I do that. That's awesome. I also go to Target and." you know, put all her CDs and magazines in front of other CDs. What? I don't do that. <laughs> Sammy, you're the type of customer that uh, the Target employees hate. They're like, oh, this they're like, now we got to go clean it all up. All right. Um, this one comes from Grace via email. And she says, you know, you're a Swifty when you're writing a book. And as you make a cast in your head of the characters and the main character is automatically Taylor. Well, who else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's awesome grace <laughs> um okay the next one is from swiftly twinning on twitter you know you're swifty when your cousin tells you quote unquote that's enough taylor swift fact for a night i feel like my head is going to explode <laughs> i can relate <laughs> that's yeah. funny people tell me to shut up all the time I, yeah, I try and keep my Taylor facts to a minimum when it comes to non-Taylor fans, only because I don't feel like getting things thrown at me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this next one comes from Lena. 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 Okay, Lena. 
You know you're a Swifty when you can't decide what to wear, so you choose the outfit that looks more like Taylor. I do that sometimes. That's funny. I, I don't do that because I can't wear the same outfits Taylor does, but I'll definitely go through stores and find mannequins and be like, that's a Taylor outfit right there. Yeah, you just kind of know. For sure. All right, next up, we have a voicemail from Aaron. So, Aaron, take it away, please. Hey, hey this is Aaron from California. And I just want to say that, you know, you know, you're Swifty when your baby brother is born on the day that you saw Taylor Swift for the first time in L.A. for her Speak Now tour. Like literally on the day of the concert, maybe your brother was born at four o'clock and the concert was at seven. And you keep track of how long it's been since you first saw Taylor by your baby brother's age and that that day will forever hold a special place in your heart. That's cool. So so uh, you always remember the first time you saw Taylor. Truth be told, I can't actually remember the date of the first time I saw Taylor. I know which concert it was in what city, but... So then you can probably look it up. Like, I know mine, the first time I saw her was in April on, on the Fearless Tour. So, Aaron, here's the question, though. Like, were you, what, just, like, at Taylor's concert and your brother was just being born and... He's like, sorry, not there. You're like, sorry. <laughs> like, when that baby brother is old enough, Aaron, you're going to tell him, you're going to be like, hey, you know what? I missed your birth because I was at a Taylor Swift concert, and it was totally worth it. You're like, priorities <laughs> had those straight. <laughs> so thanks for that voicemail, Aaron. Uh, next up, we actually have another voicemail from Persephone. Ooh, cool name. That is the coolest name ever. All right, take That's it away. That's an awesome name. Hi, I'm Persephone, and I just wanted to say first that I love your show. I would love it if you could do a song analysis on Dijon, as it is one of my favourites. I also wanted to say, if Swifties ruled the world, Taylor Talk would be on every day. Oh my gosh, if we were on every day, I would be very, very busy. That would be a lot of work. That would be a lot of work. thank you for wanting that. That's sweet. We love the desire, love the passion. Thank you so much for the support. As for a song analysis on Dear John, we actually haven't done one yet, so I will definitely add that to our list of ongoing ones. However, I, I could actually suggest, if you want kind of something to tie you over, if you go check out episode 69... We actually talked about, uh, what's that John Mayer Paper song? T- uh, Paper Dolls. Paper Dolls, the one that uh, people seem to think is a response to Dear John. So there's a touch of Dear John analysis in there because we took a look at both songs to compare similarities and uh, differences and things. And that w- that was actually, in my slightly biased opinion, actually one of our better episodes. It was really good debate. So... That one is, of course, at taylortalk.org slash episode 69. So thank you again for the voicemails from Aaron and Persephone and everybody else that sent it in via text, email, Twitter, however else you sent it in. You can, of course, keep them coming. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you. One more segment before we go. What are Swifties listening to where you guys out there suggest songs that everybody else should listen to? This week, the submission came from Yesenia, who emailed us and said, be my forever by christina perry featuring ed sheeran oh i do like ed sheeran a lot yeah ed, ed sheeran is on fire right now and, yeah, and it's not really just is. his hair yeah yeah so um this song is really cute so if you guys want a cute song that you can snap along to there you go snap like i don't know if that's the right uh, rhythm but yeah Yeah, see, you should go listen and snap with them. Fun fact for everybody out there. 
Sammy. Yeah. When you are snapping, you take your no, thumb, I'm, push it to your middle I'm, finger, and you snap. Do you know where the I'm sound? I'm not. I promise. What? I no. didn't. No, I'm snapping. Oh. I'm giving you a fact right now, Sammy. I'm asking you a question. You're not in trouble. Okay. <laughs> when you're snapping, you you start by pushing your thumb to your middle finger, right? And then you snap. You snap them. Where does the sound actually come from? I don't know because I can't snap really. Isn't that when you hit your middle finger to your palm? The middle finger hitting your palm is what makes the snap noise. So that's me snapping. Can you hear me snapping? No, I hear you thumping on your microphone. No, that's no, that's my finger snapping. Oh my. All right. So thank you, Yesenia, for suggesting that song. We hope everybody who's interested goes to check it out. Again, special thanks to everybody who contributed to this episode. Thank you to my hosts, Diane and Sammy, for joining me in this discussion. It was a great one on an awesome song with an average of 13 score from all three of us because I gave it a 16. Meh. Hey, <laughs> to pull all your averages up. If you, want, if you want to offer feedback on this episode or participate in future episodes, remember there are a plethora of ways you can contact us. You can, of course, email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor connect us, or ask us a question on AskFM, all to the username taylortalk13. You can text us or leave us a voicemail to area code 240 31 Swift, or you can leave a voicemail directly on the website taylortalk.org. Remember, if you forgot any of those, there's only one link you do need to remember, and that is taylortalk.org slash contact. Adam, I have a question. What's up? So we have a contest going on right now yes. for a fearless box. Although you Pretty can't fancy. say right now because by the time people listen, it's going to be over because it ends in two hours from this recording. So when are we going to announce the, the winner? Soon, Diane. Soon. That's a good question. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for asking that question, Diane. You're welcome. For those of you who entered our Fearless Box giveaway, a, a uh, winner is going to be picked and notified this week. And with their permission, we're going to announce them on the next episode. If they don't give us permission, we're going to be like, hey, the winner is blank. And, well. It's not you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll the, the, the thing is is this week you will know whether or not you won all right so thanks guys for all of you who stuck with us through this whole episode for episode 135 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast this has been adam diane and i'm sammy saying have a great week guys we'll see you all next time Bye 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 guys bye this podcast is not directly affiliated with taylor swift